You're listening to The Marn Report. Well, hey, hey, Fort Stewart, Hunter Army Airfield, Molly here with your latest edition of the Marn Report podcast. And today I am joined by my friends, Miss Ariana and Miss Sue from the Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield Civilian Personnel Advisory Center. Thank you so much for being on the show with me today, ladies. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Awesome. So, Ariana, you work with the appropriated funds employees, correct, on Fort Stewart? And That's Hunter? correct. I'm a human resource staffer for the Civilian Personnel Advisory Center here on Fort Stewart. Wonderful. And then, Sue, you work with the non-appropriated funds employees, correct? Yes, that's right, Molly. I'm the human resources officer for uh, non-appropriated funds. Cool. So I know, working on Fort Stewart and Hunter, there are tons of civilian positions to be had on both installations, correct? Um, and one of the great things that you guys offer is this military spouse preference program. Can you guys tell me a little bit more about that program? Of course. That's what we're here for. <laughs> so thank you for having us once again. The military spouse employment preference program is in place to assist military spouses who relocate with their employment search. Um, it's just there to help them every time they have to relocate due to PCS orders with a military member. Sure, yeah, because I, I bet that can be quite a heartache for someone who has started a job and then their spouse has to go to a different installation. And conversely, they also have to pick up and leave that job. So this is a way to kind of help them be placed into um, a job within the federal service on the installation. Um, that's really nice. Yes, it's a great Absolutely. program. Um, it differentiates just a little bit, so that's why you have two of us here today. Sure, sure. Um, one is appropriated funds and one is non-appropriated funds. Okay. But the intent, again, is to lessen the career interruption. So we're here to help military spouses understand the program and utilize it. Yeah. Okay, so tell me all about it. What is the difference between AF and NAF? Um, they're both a preference program. Um, we're going to go into details um, yeah. know, separately because we want to make sure that um, everyone understands the difference between the two programs. So, And it's, it's all federal employment. Okay. And uh, basically the difference is where the money comes from. Sure. So you have appropriated funds that is taxpayer dollars. The money comes from Congress versus non-appropriated funds is the revenue that's generated by the services provided. Understood. That's what pays the employees' salaries, more like private sector businesses. Sure. Understood. So some variances in the preference uh, rules and, and requirements, but uh, for the most part, it's very similar. Great. And we're going to talk a little bit today about the differences. Wonderful. So first things first, how does a spouse go about seeing if they're eligible for this program? Um, the eligibility is very similar, so we can combine them. Yeah. So for a spouse to be eligible, of course, they have to be married to an active duty service member or a National Guard or Reserve that has been activated. Okay. So those are also included. Um, so that's number one, be married to a military member. Sure. Um, number two, there has to be some sort of relocation because we're helping spouses when they relocate. Sure. So an example is I am married to my spouse who's a soldier at Fort Campbell. Mm -hmm. He received orders to come here for Stewart. Mm -hmm. So I would add my military um, orders 
and my marriage license. So those two together prove that I'm a military spouse who has to relocate mm -hmm. to Fort Stewart. Sure. And what I do with those two documents, I go to USA Job and I upload them to my profile. That way, whenever I'm ready to apply for a position, USA Job would automatically ask me, do you want to attach these documents to your application? Got it. Yeah, because it'll ask you, are you a military spouse? Right. Correct. Yep. Awesome. So that's the same for both appropriated and non-appropriated funds. Cool. Um, appropriated funds also have an extra document that we add spouses to attach. Mm -hmm. um, it's available on USA Jobs, or they can always reach out to our office and we can email them a blank copy. It's called a Priority Placement Program Checklist. Okay. So in this checklist, um, military spouses answer a series of questions to validate their eligibility. When were you married? When are you moving to Fort Stewart? All of those questions. Okay. Uh, because the military spouse preference begins 30 days prior to the reporting date on okay. the military PCS orders. All right, so they can try to get a job lined up before they get here. Correct. Great. And that's why we require the orders yeah. to determine that reporting date. Sure. Sometimes the orders may say um, early arrival or early, early reporting is authorized, mm -hmm. but we have to go by that date. Okay. 30 day prior for priority placement uh, preference stateside. Great. Okay, and all right, so... We know now, like, in order, you know, you have to provide some certain documents. You have to upload them onto USA Jobs, which is the website where you're going to go to find the jobs that are available on Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield, right. whether that is for GS employees or for NAF, correct? Correct. Um, and then you can click click the little box after you upload your form saying that you are a spouse that, and, you know, here you can help me determine my eligibility. Um can you only do this one time or can you do it every single time you move? Okay, so every single time you move, you're eligible for the priority um, placement. Wow. Because the Army keeps moving you, yeah. so we're going to keep giving you this priority. That is awesome. Now, when that priority ends is also very important. Sure. Um, when your military member is no longer active duty. Okay. So, of course, that ends. Right. Uh, when you get a permanent position on the installation, you get a job. Yay. It worked. Yeah. You're no longer eligible for it. Right. Right. Or another big one, if you decline a valid job offer on the installation. That's a big one. That's a big one because the program worked. Mm -hmm. You receive your preference. Sure. You were selected. And unfortunately, you declined the position. Sure. So we always want to mention that um, to our applicants because sometimes um, we're so eager to get a job and we would apply for everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it might end up that that position we are selected is not what we really wanted. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, the program worked. You receive a valid job offer. Yeah. And you declined it. Wow. So Go ahead, Sue. I was just going to add that um, uh, it crosses over, so it's not decline an appropriated fund job and then you can decline a non-appropriated. It's you decline a regular permanent position one time and, and you will lose your preference for the remainder of your tour at the installation. For both. For us, it's Hunter and for Stewart. Okay. So Right. It's all one happy family. So that brings up a question. So 
So when you're applying, say you do apply for every job under the sun because you definitely know you need a job, but you've decided this one job you really, really want. You're going to use your spouse preference on that one job. Like if, if I'm selected, I, I want to try. So certainly if you use your spouse preference, it hel- it gives you a leg up, correct? But does it, it doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're going to get into that job, right? Because you could be going against other people who are using preferences as well, exactly. right? So if you use your spouse preference on a job application and you don't get the job, what happens then? You don't lose your preference. Okay. It's when you accept or decline okay. an offer. Okay. Um, the other the other important piece of that with the hiring preference is that you have to meet all of the requirements for the job that you're applying for. So sure. you have to qualify sure. for those positions um, uh, as well as um, request the preference eligibility at the time sure. that you're applying. Sure. Cool. Okay. Where do our spouses go to receive more information about this program? Um, uh, spouses can come to our office yeah. um, anytime from uh, 7.30 to 4 uh, in the non-appropriated fund office. We're, we're available to assist and answer any questions. Sure. And also, um, if the spouse is on Facebook, we have posted numerous live videos in which we actually mm-hmm. go through the entire program. They're about an hour long. Um, they're live on the Civilian Personnel Advisory mm-hmm. for Stewart. Um, Facebook page. So if they click there, they go through our videos, they can actually see us talking to spouses and going through each specific for appropriated and non-appropriated. Yeah. Um, we give them tips and advice, um, which of course we can do now if you want us to. Yeah, please, <laughs> please, please. Yes. Anything that you guys would like to add that I would love it. Um, I think one of the biggest thing that we want to um, definitely talk about is the resume. Right. Um, one of the things that, of course, military spouses can do is go over to the Army Community Service here on Fort Stewart. Mm-hmm. Please give them a call. Um, they have an employment specialist over there. They can actually go through your resume and validate that it's in the correct format for federal employment. Okay. They're slightly different than what we call a civilian resume. Usually civilian resume are one page, bullet points, very um, streamlined with just your skill set versus in the civilian sect in the federal um, service, Sure. we want them to be more detailed and we want to learn about the person. So we want to see all the different skills, knowledge, duties, um, when they work, where they work, how many hours, and all those mm-hmm. things. We have a sample resume also that we provide to our spouses. So all they have to do is just send us a message on our Facebook page and we can just send all that information to them. Very cool. And uh, one of the other things uh, I wanted to point out with the non-appropriated fund employment um, for some spouses out there that may not be U.S. citizens, Mm -hmm. um, for non-appropriated funds, you don't have to be a U.S. citizen to um, obtain employment in non-appropriated funds. Unlike appropriated funds, uh, one of the requirements is that you have to be a U.S. citizen. Sure. To apply, so that's that's um, something that that may impact uh, some individuals, some military spouses that might be permanent residents, but not necessarily a U.S. citizen. So um, there's still uh, plenty of employment opportunities um, in the federal service. 
Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to a spouse that may be using their preference, they've used it before, they're coming from an installation where they have a great job. Um, obviously, you apply for the jobs that are available, right? But do you ever uh, run into a spouse that's contacting you saying, I work in this office, how do I get into that same office on the next installation? I mean, do you ever have those questions arise? Sure. Um, uh, you know, people want to stay in and, and follow with whatever career path they're, mm -hmm. they're currently on. So, um, but sometimes it can be a challenge finding those like positions because as we know, every installation is different. Of course. But um, there are other uh, programs available in situations that, like that um, that may be beneficial with uh, non-appropriated funds, I'd like to speak a little bit about our SEAT program. Sure. And it's Civilian Employment um, uh, Assignment Tool is what that stands for. And it affords employees an opportunity to register online um, and be considered for positions at the next duty location. The identical position and we provide placement for them in that uh, same position. An example would be our child development centers. Mm -hmm. In non-appropriated funds, we have a, a lot of child development centers and do a lot of hiring in those facilities. Um, uh, military spouses that move around uh, can be placed in their same position without losing their pay or their um, category, whether they're full-time or part-time, they will maintain that at the next duty location. That's fantastic. So that's just another tool where they can register and apply at their current duty location mm -hmm. ahead of time. Uh, 45 days prior to relocation, they can register and, and, and start, um, the gaining installation will start looking for placement for them. Um, before they arrive. So they can come right in whenever they're ready to start working. In, in a lot of, uh, lot of cases, they can start employment almost immediately. Wow. So that's, yeah. um, that's an excellent program. Yeah, talk about just taking that load off of your shoulders of knowing that you'll be able to move to your right. next duty station and have Absolutely. something lined up that, that you know. Right. <laughs> And, and one thing I would like to, to add on to that with non-appropriated funds versus appropriated, when you mentioned about maybe seeking a specific position and maybe it's not available mm -hmm. at, at the new uh, duty location, with non-appropriated funds, we have a lot of positions that are federal, they're permanent positions, but they're categorized as flexible. Mm -hmm. Flexible categories is just that. You work flexible hours. You can work 5, 10, 40 hours a week based on the need of the activity. Mm -hmm. But because it's flexible, it um, it's not considered permanent for the purpose of the spouse preference. Mm -hmm. So what that means is you can apply and be hired in a flexible position and non, in non-appropriated funds and not lose your spouse preference. Great. So that's something to keep in mind. While you're looking for your dream job, your perfect job, 
but you're, you know, you're going crazy at home. You just want to get out there and get to work. <laughs> Come work in non-appropriated funds and you're not going to lose your hiring preference. That's an exception to the rule. Very so neat. there are a lot of positions, again, a lot of opportunity available. And that's something uh, definitely that you want to consider. Not that we certainly want to fill our non-appropriated appropriated fund jobs and um, maintain people, but we understand that um, people are, are going to be looking for and always wanting to, to grow and develop and move on to bigger and better things. So Sure. And mm -hmm. you may find something within that flex position that you absolutely love and you're growing within your career while you do that, adding a new skill set to your resume. Absolutely. So yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Um, what about you, Ariana? Do you have anything else that you would like to add about the program? Um, just going back a little bit, um, talk about resumes some more and experience to qualify for this position because it's very, very important. Sure. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, make sure you upload your military orders, mm -hmm. marriage license. Mm -hmm. If it's an appropriate fund position, make sure you upload that checklist. If you don't have it, send us a message on Facebook. We'll send it to you. Uh, I just want to focus on the resume because that's how we qualify people. Of course. Right. So throughout the vacancy on USA job, we will talk about the requirement of the position and we'll talk about experience. You know, we talk about the resume and we want to look at your length of experience. So mm -hmm. please make sure you put a month in a year from and to sure. on that experience so it's quantifiable. Make mm -hmm. sure that you list how many hours you work per week. Okay. Because as we mentioned, you could have a flexible position that work 20 hours a week, but you've been doing that for two or three years. Mm -hmm. That's equivalent to working full time for one year. So you do have that experience. But if you don't list those hours on mm -hmm. the resume, if you don't put the month and year, mm -hmm. we can see that experience, but we cannot quantify it. So help us <laughs> yeah. by having a really good resume. And again, what we talked about earlier, it's not a guarantee. Right. We want to talk about that experience. We want to make mm -hmm. sure that you're qualified for that position. Right. So it, it is an elevated referral status. That mm -hmm. means on the appropriate side, if um, a current civilian on the installation applies for it, a veteran apply for it, and a military spouse apply for it, mm -hmm. and they're identical in resume, they're all best qualified, they have all the specialized experience required, mm -hmm. The hiring manager will only see the military spouse resume. Wow. That's how powerful mm -hmm. this is. Right. So we want to make sure the military spouses understand the program, understand how to utilize it by uploading all the right documents. Mm -hmm. Because if you claim it and you forget to upload the PCS orders, we can't give you spousal preference. Right. right. So please make sure that all those documents are uploaded before closing on the announcement which usually happens at midnight, so you have until <laughs> at the end of the day, but don't wait till last minute. And, and, and just adding to that, Ariana, making sure that uh, when you're requesting the preference and uploading the documents, you need to do it for every job announcement. So um, uploading it in your um, account in USA Jobs 
uh, will not satisfy the requirement for every single job. You have to do it every time. So make sure uh, every time you're applying for a position that you're uploading those uh, documents. That's a great point because USA Jobs can be very, very tricky. And the last thing that you want is to miss such a crucial step Absolutely. and not be considered for the job that is your dream job. Um, so, yeah, making sure that you go slow and following those steps is key. And talking about USA Job, there are some great videos out there. If you're a YouTuber, <laughs> the Office of Personnel Management, so that's the hiring authority that we all use, mm -hmm. um, has put out some great videos. I have the links on our Facebook page. When people can go in and not only see tips on resume, but use one of the f my favorite feature. It's called Saved Search. Yeah. Yes. So instead of me going every day on USA Job and checking and filtering my zip code, my location, all of that, there is this feature called Save Search. Let's say that I'm a, a budget analyst. So I'm going to set up my Save Search to search for the word budget. Mm -hmm. Every time a job vacancy open and budget is in the position description, it's going to email me a link to that vacancy and tell me, do you want to apply for it? That's great. That's great. So mm -hmm. come to our Facebook page, check out those links. They're really helpful. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, so is there anything else that you all would like to add before we wrap this up? Um, just, uh, I'd just like to add, keep checking out USA Jobs. Um, looking for uh, positions that are out there and available. Follow our Facebook page because we have hiring events. Uh, that's a good way to find out what's out there, what's available. So those happen uh, periodically throughout the year. And um, that information is going to be available on Facebook. So just keep uh, plugging away. It will pay off. Mm -hmm. um, just be persistent. And we're here to assist in any way we can. Absolutely. We um, love hiring spouses. I'm a former military spouse myself. Mm -hmm. I know just about every member on Miss Sue team is a military spouse. Correct. So the system is there for you. Sure. Apply, utilize it. Um, and it we works. look forward to see you coming on board for Stewart Adding Processing Day. Well, this has been some wonderful information. I think all of us can attest to the fact of how awesome it is to work for the Army Civilian Corps, especially on Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield. Um, spouses, we really hope to see you all working in our garrison and installation offices really soon. Sue, Ariana, thank you so much again for being on the show. And that wraps it up for this week's edition. This is Molly signing off. Are you a civilian, spouse, or family member who is interested in working for the Army? Check out the Army Fellows Program. This two-year program allows you to experience the work environment of the Department of Defense while blending work assignments and developmental opportunities that will help you grow into an Army civilian professional with eligibility for permanent placement across the Army. For more information, visit portal.chra.army.mil.